The cycle of persecution is seen in scripture. Growth, persecution, namely from Satan, proper response by disciples, and then more growth. Growth comes from the message preached, the good news. However, there are those who do not like God's message. For whatever reason, they seek to challenge or distort the teaching of Christ. Satan is behind this. Those who fight against God's truth are working for Satan's purpose. And these people bring persecution. How does a person combat Satan and his persecution? With the proper response. Standing up for the truth. That's how we deal with persecution. Peter and John said this, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Acts chapter 4, verse 20. From a proper response, there is outgrowth to those willing to truly hear the truth. Growth in numbers and growth in the individual. One such person, person that showed the example of growth, growth is a man by the name of Barnabas. The lesson is called the church like Christ, Barnabas. Son of encouragement, genuine, and mission-oriented. So the first point in the church like Christ, Barnabas, is son of encouragement. This man's name was actually Joseph, Acts chapter 4, verse 36. Yet the apostles gave him another name, Barnabas, meaning son of encouragement. Most of us think an encourager is one who writes encouragement messages, gives those attaboys out there, likes to hug or listen, maybe might be a good counselor. But the word encourager also carries the idea, maybe even more so, of exhortation, son of exhortation, to give a special appeal. It is what a person focused on getting people in the right direction does, giving out that special appeal to exhort them. And as we know, he was a bringer of good news and very evangelistic. Thus, Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means sons of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Acts chapter 4, verse 36 to 37. He was unselfish. Literally, he put his money where his mouth was. For the sake of spreading the gospel of Christ, for the sake of assisting the brethren who had real need, he gave a field that belonged to him. But Barnabas is not one who sought special recognition for his unselfishness. Was he the only one to do this? No. 
And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace fell upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Acts chapter 4, 34 through 35. Look at the passage that I read. It started with the message that led to the growth. I am encouraged by this congregation like Christ because we are givers here. For our congregation, we give a weekly offering for this mission efforts that we do here, both local and non-local, to assist the needy in and out of the congregation to pay bills for gathering and other needs. This giving should be done with unselfish hearts as you are able. I have made the mistake of considering my giving in the past. Adding up the general amount I gave over the years. Thinking how much if I invested that properly, would I have gained by this time? I don't suggest you guys doing that. Especially if you have the wrong motives, right? It was a selfish motive, to be sure. Over the years, many have given something equivalent to a piece of land. All of us here, I'm sure, have given quite a bit over the years, but we do not give to receive special treatment. The message of Christ teaches us something about this life. It will not last forever. I cannot serve both God and money. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. I need to trust God to provide even though I give. This world is not my home. When I give with a proper heart and motive, you know what? God takes care of me. He takes care of me. We are people who are to be good stewards, as Justin uses that word particularly quite often. Good stewards of what God has given us. We are to be unselfish. That is what the Lord's church did, and Barnabas was no different. So the church like Christ, Barnabas. The second point is genuine. Barnabas was considered genuine among the brethren. He gave and lived for Christ with pure motives. He was an encourager and generous, Acts chapter 4. 36 through 37. He was loyal. Acts chapter 9, 26 through 27. He was loyal to his friend Saul, that we know also of Paul. Letting the fellow believers know that Saul was now a genuine convert to Christ. It was Barnabas who showed loyalty to Saul. He was trustworthy to handle I imagine great sums of money as Acts chapter 11 verses 19 through 30 brings up. He was ready to preach 
where the Holy Spirit sent him, Acts chapter 13, 1 through 5. And he was convicted to stand up for John Mark. If you remember that story, Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 41. Barnabas was committed to the growth of the Lord's church, unlike Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11 are the antithesis of Barnabas. I think that's why they're brought up in Scripture, right next to the conversation dealing with Barnabas. They claimed what? Unselfishness. But their claim was false. Their heart was not true. Peter said that this claim was a lie against the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 5, verse 3. Did they have to sell their land? No. Did they have to give all the proceeds of that their land sale? No. Could they have given what they wanted to? Sure. But they chose for whatever reason to say they gave it all. But both husband and wife agreed to the deception. In essence, they agreed to lie to the Holy Spirit and they paid the penalty. Peter said to Sapphira, how is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husbands are at the door and they will carry you out. Acts chapter 5 verse 9. It is not a surprise to me that the first sin, the first sin affecting the Lord's church was selfishness. Selfishness, it seems as if they intended to give impression that they gave all their proceeds. This is hypocrisy. This is acting to be more spiritual for personal gain, whatever that gain might have been for them. Listen to what Jesus said about the Pharisees and scribes in Matthew chapter 15. We touched on this kind of in our class today in Luke. He spoke about their focus on traditions, their selfishness. I gave to the temple and I can't give to you, mom and dad. Rather than the intended meaning of the word of God, unselfishness, to honor your parents. For the sake of your tradition, Jesus says, or my bracket, selfishness, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites, or you actors, well did Isaiah say of you, prophesy of you, when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their lips, what certain people believe is godly. But their heart is from me, far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Matthew 15, 7 through 9. Selfishness is a very destructive force when it comes to doing the will of God. Whenever you see this bad example in Scripture in respect to the Lord's church, growth is diminished. And Satan's attack has a stronger Foothold. The church like Christ, Barnabas. Third point is mission oriented. 
Remember the cycle of persecution? Growth, persecution, ultimately from Satan, proper response by the disciples, and growth. And currently, growth was happening, Acts chapter 5, 12 through 16. Even after the situation with Ananias and Sapphira, did you notice that? A great fear was among the people, the body. Acts chapter 5, 11 and 13. Sure, the death of Ananias and Sapphira, uh, the church was overcome with fear because their choice was selfishness. Their choice of selfishness within the body is almost like persecution because you're hurting the body when you're selfish. But from that, it led the church to a what? A godly fear. A godly respect. Did it stop the people from being the church like Christ? No. It led them in the proper direction. Away from the example of selfishness to an example of unselfishness. Living for Christ in the proper way. After Ananias and Sapphira, great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things, Acts 5.11. And talking of the apostles, none of the rest of the church dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem, Acts 5.13. But these people who witnessed all this, had great faith and a great fruit. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord. That's a statement right after the situation with Ananias and Sapphira and the examples of Barnabas and people like that. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed, Acts chapter 5, 12, and verses 14 through 16. What is the mission of the church like Christ? In a, in a nutshell, it is to spread the message of Christ. Proclaiming the message allows for growth. Sure, it brings persecution. Both internally and externally. But the best way to handle persecution is what? To speak the truth. To speak the truth. Barnabas preached the word. He went where the Holy Spirit sent him, Acts chapter 13, 1 through 12. And the Holy Spirit sent him back to his homeland, Cyprus. Barnabas and Saul went first to the synagogue of the Jews, Acts 13, 5, through the whole island, Acts 13, 6, and taught the word of God to the proconsul, Roman proconsul, Sergius Paulus. Acts 13, 7. And guess what? He became a believer in Christ. Acts 13, 12. The lesson is the church 
like Christ, Barnabas, son of encouragement, genuine, and mission-oriented. Since God gave us an example like Barnabas, let us use it in our desire to be the church like Christ. If there's anybody here today who has any concerns in their, in their life, any prayer requests, and they would like to share it with the body here, 